2: See, a Christian has to give, they have to pray, and they have to fast. That leads to growth. Not one, not two, but all three. Second, motive. If I do my giving wrong, if I do my serving wrong, if I do my praying wrong, if I do my fasting wrong, then it doesn't matter if I did it or not. Because God looks on the heart. Third, there is an outcome expected when I do these three things. A Christian who gives, prays, and fasts with the right motive
0: is always rewarded by God. When learning a trade or a new set of skills, we often become a disciple or apprentice of someone who's mastered the trade. This requires us to take in information and then turn around and mimic or copy our teacher. As disciples of Christ, this is exactly what our life should be like on a day-to-day basis. In today's message, we continue with part two in our study on giving, praying, and fasting. In this message, Pastor Mark further expands on the importance of putting these fundamentals into practice, while focusing us on prayer. We learn that by doing these things, God rewards us in many ways. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Right Giving, Praying, Fasting.
1: Hear your lessons for
2: Matthew chapter 6. Since the mower was broken and wouldn't run, a wife kept hinting to her husband to get it fixed. But the message never sank in. So finally, she thought of a clever way. Well, she was going to make her point. When her husband arrived home one day, as he was walking into the house, he discovered her seated in the tall grass in the front yard. She was, with a little pair of scissors, busily snipping away at the grass. He watched silently for a few moments and then went into the house. Well, he was gone just a short time and he came out again. And this time his hand was a little toothbrush. And he said to his wife, when you finish cutting the grass, you might as well sweep the sidewalks as well. (laughs) The doctors say that he will probably walk again, (laughs) but always with a limp. This guy needed prayer. That's what we're talking about this morning. In the last teaching that we gave you, Jesus sent out to his disciples three spiritual disciplines that were absolutely necessary to grow and mature. Those three were giving prayer And fasting. Let me remind you of the three things that are involved in those disciplines. There's an action that's involved, there is a motive that's involved, and then there's an an outcome that's involved. Now, as you see these three on the overhead, you'll notice the action is something that's absolutely necessary. What does that mean? Well, for you and I this morning, when God tells us to do something, well, to do that is going to require some action. We're going to have to get involved to do something. Last week, we told you about a giving. Giving of our time, our energy, our efforts, our gifts, and our money. Now, we can make a good intention, but if we don't follow through, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that's going to take place. These... Well, about two weeks ago, our daughter was here and son-in-law with the, our little granddaughter, Haley. And uh, she's on breast milk and a little bit of formula once in a while. And as she begins to grow, uh, we were here, and, and they wanted to start her on a little bit of rice. I don't remember those days too much, but so I, w- I was given the opportunity to go to the store and buy this little tiny box of Gerber rice that weighs like an ounce. cost costs you twenty-five ninety-five or whatever because it's for kids. And you got to do it for your kids, you know, whatever. Well, anyway, we mixed some of that up and put it in Haley's mouth. And it just, bloop, just ran out. She didn't know what to do with it. So we had to learn to put it in the, in the bottle and shake it up. And then she took it that way. Well, the next step will be after that, a little pureed vegetables. And then a little bit of maybe a fruits pureed. And then eventually a little, little meat that's pureed. And she'll get used to it. See, if she would come back a year from now and she's still on milk and rice... Wow, there'd be a problem. She wouldn't be growing right. So for you and I this morning, these three disciplines that we talked about are absolutely essential in your life. Three things. Let's talk about them again. An action, a motive, and an outcome. You see, a Christian has to give, they have to pray, and they have to fast. That leads to growth. Not one, not two, but all three. Second motive, if I do my giving wrong, if I do my serving wrong, if I do my praying wrong, if I do my fasting wrong, then it doesn't matter if I did it or not, because God looks on the heart. Third, there is an outcome expected when I do these three things. A Christian who gives, prays, and fast with the right motive is always rewarded by God. So for us this morning, we're going to learn about some neat things. And here's a principle I want you to write down. The first thing to write down today is this Do the right things with the right motive, and God will reward you. Do the right things with the right motive, and God will reward you. So those three things that Our disciplines that we're talking about today are giving, praying, and fasting. Now, as I told you, because of the wedding thing with all the whatever, I want you to take yourself back today to, uh, well, to an island. And I want you to picture yourself this morning being on an island. Here it is. You've been shipwrecked. You're the only one that survived the shipwreck, and you have nothing with you. You're here, there's no food, there's no water, you didn't save your glasses, your shades, and here you are. Would you pray? Yes. Oh no, i just live there the rest of my life. Well, if you prayed, what would you pray? Would you know how to pray? If you prayed and you were on this island and there's no one else around, and you're hundreds and hundreds of miles from any person at all, with no resources, would God hear you pray? Why would he hear you pray? You see, I'm kind of stuck. I'm on the island. And there's nobody else around. I'm kind of um, dependent on help. I can't do things myself because I have no resources. So probably as a last resort, I would pray. Well, what is prayer? Do you really know how to, how to pray? As we begin this teaching this morning, I want you to think about the island. We'll be in this chair many times. And as you think about the island, I want to ask you yourself, This last week, did you pray? What did you pray? If you prayed, did God hear you? Why did He hear you? What is prayer? Is it necessary? Is it really something that should be a part of my life? You see, if I would announce last week I'm teaching in prayer, many of you would have found something else to do this morning. But I want to say one thing to you. It's been true all weekend. If you'll get what I teach this morning, your next week will never be the same. It'll be the best week you've ever had because we're going to learn the disciplines that Jesus gave us and they will change your life and my life this morning. Look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. Jesus says this, and when you pray, you see Jesus assumed Christians would pray. He didn't say, if you pray, he said, when? Well, he says, do not, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. So Jesus knew that a Christian who didn't pray consistently would never grow, would never mature, like Haley's milk illustration. Well, what is prayer? How how complicated is it? How can we define it? I want you to write down the definition. It's very, very simple. Prayer is a two-way communication with a loving God. Prayer is simply talking and listening to God. It's two-way. It's with a loving God. You see, God is not against you this morning. He's for you. He wants to do way more for you than you can ever imagine. He wants to give you visions when you were born, before you were born, God saw you. He had a plan for you, and he wants you to discover that. So God made you, and he made me, to fellowship with him. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, we see that simplicity of that communication, Today we need to get back to that simplicity, simple, honest, two-way conversation with a loving God. Let me remind you of something, because it kind of fits our motif this morning. The Garden of Eden, Adam, in the Garden of Eden, there was nobody else around. He was in an oasis that was beautiful. I don't know whether God gave him shades, I don't know. But here's Adam, there's nobody else around. Did Adam pray? But sure he prayed. Because prayer is what? Just talking to God. So Adam would be sitting here and he'd watch Mr. and Mrs. Elephant, Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe, Mr. and Mrs. whatever, and he'd look at himself and goes, hey God, I'm missing half of me. I don't even know what that is, but I'm a little lonely. Nobody to cook, nobody to cut the grass for me. <laughs> so he, he made a request to God. Did God hear him? Sure he did. And he gave Adam a wife. And then God communicated. Well, he just communicated, don't touch the tree, and can have all the rest. You see, prayer is simply communicating with God. It's simple two-way communication. Don't complicate it. Number two, prayer is all about dependence on God. You see, on that island, well, what am I going to do? I'm stuck here on this island. I have no water. I have no food. I have no cell phone, praise God. I have nothing. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm dependent on God. So what will I do? I'm going to pray. You see, the reason I normally don't pray, I don't need God. I can handle everything myself. But here in this island, I mean a few palm trees, maybe a monkey or two, that's it. So prayer is dependence on God. Number three, prayer is not getting God to do what I want, but me doing what God wants. You see, prayer is not this mystical kind of process where we say, hey, ring a ding a ding ding a ding bell hey, I'd like this, thanks. See again when I need something. No, no, no. The Bible says in Jeremiah that God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you a future and hope. See, God has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life. You were, you were created with a purpose already before you were even born. So my privilege is to, is to understand what God wants. And that's what prayer is. That's why it's two-way conversation. And number four, effective prayer is learned. It's learned. Like I learned to ride a bike, that's what prayer is. It's learned. When you were born, you didn't know how to pray. Some of you are 42 27, 68, and you really still don't know how to pray. You've lived 68 years, 22 years, 19 years, and you're going to learn this morning that what you think is prayer isn't even prayer. One of the greatest spiritual disciplines in all the world. And many of us don't even know what it means to pray. Now, what I want you to see is the two steps and we'll take a little bit of time to go through those this morning. And you can write them down. Take a look on the screen. There's going to be a lot there for you. And uh, let's just think about this island. And anything that's in yellow, you can uh, write down as your notes. Know. So, all right, we're on this island. We're here by ourselves. We're shipwrecked. We're all by ourselves. Nobody else is around. And I ask you at the beginning of this teaching, if you were on this island, would you pray? And did you tell me you'd pray? You pray. So here's the three ways that you... That the, there's more than three, but this is the basic way. These are the three ways we pray. Number one, prayer is worship. It's thanking God for things. Now, on this island, I've been shipwrecked. I have nothing. Could, could I worship God? Could I pray to God through worshiping and thanking Him? What, what would I be saying? Thank God that I'm what? That I'm alive. Thank God that He saved my shades because pretty bright on this beach so it's just, it's just thanking God did you thank God this week specifically for some things oh yeah best uh, thank you God for this food amen now lay me down to sleep you can learn later Eh, probably not even prayer, just words. Is there anything to thank God for today? Praise? The amazing thing is worship is is part of prayer. But a tremendous percentage of you, you never get here in time to even worship in this service. You roll in late every single... Well, I don't care about worship. I want to get here in the teaching. You missed worshiping. It's, it's an integral part of prayer second petition prayer is not only worship but it's petition it, it's uh, requesting something I need or I want Hmm. W- would, I re- would I request something while I'm here now don't be holy and super spiritual what would you ask God for first word out of your mouth is help nobody else around so sure, you're going to ask for some things. What's the very first thing you'd ask God for in this island? Tell me. It's exactly right. Those of you that said food, you need to go on a diet because that's gotcha. The food's gotcha. You don't eat food. You got to have water before food. So I'd ask for, I'd ask specifically for what? God. By the way, does, does God promise to provide for me? Yes. So I'd, I'd ask God for Water. Something that I need or want. And you can hear God saying, I am not giving you no water. Some of you think that's the way God is. No, God wants to bless us. So I'm, I'm on this island, and I'm going over by the trees, you know, and I'm looking at this. You know, I mean, there's a cockroach or two, and there's all kind of stuff on this island. That's all that's there. And all, I said, God, by the way, can you walk and pray? Most of you would rather you do that much better than like you do because you sleep and pray. See, when I walk, I don't walk sleep. I pray. I got up this morning a little before that, about six o'clock, I was out walking. And I was just praising God. I saw the skies and whatever, just thanking God and asking for the service and to bless you and that you leave this place with hope this morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking God on this island. I mean, there's nobody there, so I'm just asking God for some water. And all of a sudden, I look, and here's this box that has come up on shore. It's all tagged and ragged and whatever. And I look in, and there's a dozen bottles of bottled water Woo! Well, hallelujah and I look at it and it's from Sam's God is, God is very frugal he, he has Sam's water and, and I go over here and say God I wasn't specific enough I wanted Zephyr Hills huh. I don't think so do you in fact if it said West Melbourne or Melbourne water I'll take it it's water third intercession now you told me you'd pray on this island intercession's praying for somebody else just not myself you see I already, I already prayed for my needs by the way did you ask God for anything this week? Hmm. intercession here am i am on the island let's say I'm married what would an intercession prayer sound like this morning on this island? Well, if I'm married, it's going to sound like this: God, my my wife and my kids don't know that I survived the crash. They're panicking right now. God, would Jesus give them peace? Could that be a prayer that you would pray? For sure. Let me ask you this week: Did you intercede for anybody? I know many of you because you stop me and you email me and whatever and you. And you pray for myself and and my family and my wife and, and the other pastors, we love it. It makes a huge difference in my life. Thanks. But see, those are the that's that's prayer. So ask yourself this week, well no, you're not on an island, but did you worship him? Did you ask specifically for certain things? Did you intercede for other needs? The neighbor that doesn't know the Lord, the person at work that you've been trying to minister to the prodigal son, the daughter. Well, it's not only man talking to God, but prayer is God talking to man. So on this island, I'd be talking to God in those three ways, but I can expect God talking back to me. Well, what would that be like? How does God actually talk to me? Well, the number, way, the number one way you see that God talks to man is through the Bible, do you know this morning that God is talking to you right now? Oh, yeah, it's my mouth. But He's talking right to your heart. After the first service this morning, I left, and a guy stopped me. He says, Man, you've got all over my feet this morning. I said, That's all right. God's been on my feet all week, too. See, God's speaking to us, not condemning, challenging us. He speaks to us through His Word have you opened the Bible this week? Did he get a chance to speak to you? You say, well, Pastor Mike, you told me there wasn't a Bible on the island. That's right. Well, I guess God can't speak his word to me. Oh, that's wrong. See, when you were young, if you were in church, and some of you that didn't have that privilege, you're learning it now. David said it like this. Oh, God, I've I've hid your word in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. So I ought to know some verses without a Bible that God would speak to me in this island. As I walk around this island, I can think of Genesis. God created all things. Now, if God created all those things, I'm not lost to God. Another verse that should come to mind if you're a Christian, all it says this, God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I remember the day that I had my open heart surgery about seven years ago, going in on that operating table, a, a, a program that I helped set up at Wisdom. I remember being all alone till the nurse and doctors came and that cold table getting ready to have my whole chest cut open. That's the verse that came to me. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you.
0: An apprenticeship is one of the best ways to jump right in when it comes to learning a new skill or trade. In the Christian walk, we become disciples of Christ, seek to mimic the actions of our master. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark continued with us in this study on giving prayer and fasting. In our study, we learned that by adhering to these practices, God rewards us both now and in the life eternal.
3: Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Viera Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com.
0: Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we'll dive deeper into the true meaning and intention of prayer. In our next study, Pastor Mark will teach us some of the core principles of prayer and how we can better communicate with God. So be sure to join us next time as Pastor Mark teaches us how to build a healthier prayer life that's filled with petition, worship, and intercession. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living.